What is intelligence? How does one increase in intelligence? Is it something you're born with or, you know, isn't intelligence one of those things that we often think about today? My guest is going to break it all the way down. Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Iconic Womanhood Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. When I tell you that I get to interview the most amazing people and people with such gifts, listen, today is one of my most exciting interviews. And I'm so, so pleased to be able to share this young woman's wisdom with you. Calm, sweaty, heart racing, choking back tears in the bathroom stall, thinking that everything, they said, was bright. Sina, you're so weird. She acts like she's so smart. Who is she trying to show off to? Am I weird? Should I just conform? Should I not question everything? Weary of my train of thought. Nauseous, holding back a word vomit, hoping I could just disappear. Being told by teachers, not now, save that thought, the taunting, the teasing, glares and stares, swallowing my questions. Consumed by shame and doubt, I am a larvae, naive and unformed. As I grow, so does my confidence, accolades, being set apart, my mind erupts as my pride starts to swell. Maybe the most beautiful revelation lies in my mind. It's the answer to all of humanity's problems. My mind can save the world and tell stories that transform. I grow haughty as I crawl around showing off my speckled glory. Little do I know that I'm not done growing, writhing arrogantly, chest puffed, only to be forced into a cocoon. Tight, dark, isolating, trapped alone in my thoughts, suffocating, realizing that there is no one like me. Wriggling slowly, I break free from my cage. As I fall from my confines, I panic, only to be caught by the wind. I realize just how much I've grown. I have wings, I can fly. Wobbling around, I feel myself held up by two vibrant butterflies. i found where I belong. As Albert Einstein said, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. The definition of intelligence is adaptability, rooted in groundbreaking thinking that unabashedly diverges from the norm. Your potential untapped, your genius forming slowly, but the measure of your intelligence is your ability to change. Rare beauties are decreasing. There are too many caterpillars who refuse to grow or starve and die out. Intelligence requires humility and hope. You need support. Your mentors and peers will guide you as you learn how to use your wings. This breathtaking journey is how your intelligence cements. It's not enough to think differently if you can be swayed by the direction of the wind. My charge to you on Caterpillars is to let yourself grow, to not only stay with the questions much longer, but to reimagine, rebuild. It'll be hard, but it'll break you in all the right places to become a magnificent force of nature defying gravity. 
into the breathtaking butterflies that sit before me when these former caterpillars break out of the chrysalis, teach them how to fly. There's a myth in our country that gifted children don't need any special help, that they'll make it on their own, says psychologist James T. Webb. Some will, sure, but a lot will not. They will struggle at first, sometimes fall, but be there to catch them because they are our future and butterflies only last for so long. So to ensure that when they sprout wings, they become brighter than ever before, please invest in them because it's not only their future, but the fate of the world. Wasn't that an amazing poem? I am so proud to introduce my special guest today, Miss Sina Anu. Y'all remember that name because she's about to go somewhere and be somebody. My baby. <laughs> she's not a baby anymore, but my baby, Sina. Sina, I'm so proud of you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, what an honor it is for me to have you on my podcast. This is such a treat. And I wanted to have you come on because once I heard that poem, my goodness, that was it. I was blown away. Yeah, after pestering me for three days and we're here. I didn't pester you for three <laughs> days. <laughs> okay, so why don't you tell them, say hey to, say hey to the people and hey. then tell them the origin of this whole poem. All right. So hi, everyone. I am Sina Anu. As you know, um, my mom is the owner of this <laughs> of this podcast and, you know, the iconic womanhood space. Come on now. Um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so we'll just get into it. Um, the origin of the speech poem, whatever you refer to call it, because I'm fine with anything uh is i had to do it for a um assessment of mine so i'm in this pre-collegiate program and we have these like milestone things where we have to create speeches based on the criteria um that they give us so my word was intelligence this time and not not i'm gonna be completely honest <laughs> um for the first three days i was racking my brain for ideas. I didn't have anything. I mean, I was defining, I was redefining, I was going through all of the logical processes you could go through, and I still could not find a unique perspective. Mm. I was stumped. Mm, mm. <laughs> but it took me calming down, uh, you know, kind of like letting go mm. and like sleeping. <laughs> Yeah. To, to only wake up at like 5 a.m. then to actually get the idea of like, oh, well, it just so came what, about, what about metamorphosis? Mm. Yeah. And I think once I inserted myself into intelligence, the pieces came, mm -hmm. came together. The vulnerability aspect was really important um, because I was looking at it more from the lens of, okay, what do they want to hear? What do they want to see? But mm. then like I had to look at it from the lens of, okay, but well, what have I experienced? You know, what have I, what have I gone through to get to the stage mm -hmm. that could form my own understanding of intelligence? Mm. And that was how I got uh, this you know, beautiful this, piece of work. Yeah, uh, this framework to look at intelligence. Right. It came from a very personal place. Yeah, very so personal. I love that you know you've kind of highlighted a couple of things that I often talk about: the concept of flow right? Mm -hmm. 
when you're not forcing it from a conscious processing place, but you let it come from a subconscious place. And, you know, I remember the hustle, like the, the striving. Remember we had this whole conversation about it and we were both striving at this point. And then you discarded all of my ideas, <laughs> which again, powerful, it takes courage to do that. Discard the ideas that don't really work for you, even if they come from a place that is a place you respect, right? And then go to sleep. You went to sleep, let it go, release the outcome a little bit and let it flow to you, right? And then the other piece that you said that I love, and this is really where, I think this is for everybody. This is where your work becomes art, everyone, right? That's when you can bring yourself into it. The vulnerability, I think, is the game changer for everything that we do. If we allow ourselves to show ourselves and be, and you know, in even in the thinking of it, in the performing of it, that's you bring yourself to the table, like the sweaty palms and da da da, <laughs> all of the theater, right, is part of who you are. And you brought that to the table and it made it spectacular. It made it, you let yourself shine by letting us see you. So I think that's such a wonderful takeaway for everyone listening as well. The ability to get into flow and also to let things shine. So tell us about the different phases in the poem. Um, okay. So first off, you get the beginning larvae stage. And the larvae stage is just when you are first kind of coming into your intelligence in the sense that, you know, you realize that I don't think the same way that everybody else does. And then and you start to feel shame and mm. doubt. And like it's like almost as if like, wait, is this normal? Am I normal? Yeah. And because of like constantly like within like your own individual spaces and within society in general, normally when people tend to divert um or do something that's anathema to mainstream culture, it becomes like something that's like, oh my god. Alternative. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what are you doing? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, we can't, like, we can't. You don't move, fit. You don't feel like you can't move forward, which then that's like when you start to question, is, yeah. is everything, is everything okay? Like, and then, you know, like, so that's why, like, you know, with the pieces of dialogue, it's like, oh, you're so weird. Like, she acts yeah. like she's so smart. Because, like, those were real things, real actual pieces of dialogue that people have actually said to me, you know, that, like, I, like, had internalized as a, as a kid. So, yeah. you know, I just kind of, let that come out. Um, and the second was that healing for you a little bit. That um, process of catharsis of owning the pro. You know, this is what actually was said to me, and now you get to take hold of it, and 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 use it in a different way. I'm just curious. Um, I had already dealt with it in a lot yeah, of ways. Of course, like, of I mean, I am fully healed because I mean, the truth. Come is on now. Oh my God. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead. The truth is, like those things that were said, granted as dramatic as yeah. I make them seem, they were like sudden passing, you know, joking. Yeah, and some things weren't even said when I was in the room. So it was like things that I had heard from other people. It's like, hey, so-and-so said this thing about you. Just wanted to let you know because, you know, see how you feel about it. So, you know, for me, like writing it down was kind of like giving it voice in a mm, sense because I didn't mm -hmm. necessarily let it bother me. Mm. So it kind of got stuck <laughs> um, down like in the deep recesses of my mind. So, mm. you know, like bringing it out was like kind of what made it real. Mm -hmm, Cause mm -hmm, I kind of tried mm -hmm. to like get rid of that part of my educational experience in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, 
But the next stage, which is this latter half of the larvae stage, which is when the larvae starts to grow into a caterpillar, is the stage where you start to, you know, get a little bit of affirmation, you know, praise, accolades, awards, that kind of thing. And then you kind of start to get a big head, you know, ego. Yeah, um, ego. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, well, if I don't think like anybody else, then, you know, then, <laughs> Hello. then I mean, I, must I clearly be. must be it. That's right. <laughs> so that for me was my experience in a lot of ways, especially being surrounded by a lot of people because a lot of my friends were, you know, the, the top smart, smart kids too. So it's like, we fed off of each other's ego so mm-hmm. we were just a big old group of arrogant kids mm-hmm. you know, doing what arrogant kids mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways i think sometimes i kind of used my intelligence as like a bullying factor because like really because you bully i mean i never really bullied any anyone but because of the <laughs> fact that like again like being especially being in a pwi like you're yeah. very like you already kind of have to fight for your place a lot of the time so yeah. like for me like my intelligence like is kind of like a like don't mess with thing. me type of thing yeah so that's how i started to kind of grow into ego mm-hmm. um which is really important for the next stage because I realized that my ego could only take me so far because, you know, it's very lonely uh, mm-hmm. when you're, you know, yeah. at the top and you're all by yourself. That and kind and of it's thing. just one kind of co- intelligence. You're right. operating cognitive intelligence. Right. But in order to be fully intelligent, there are all these other intelligences mm-hmm. to take hold of. So, yeah. yeah, you got to the second stage. So you are in the caterpillar stage, which is where you had that line, you know, that line where I, the different lines I love, one that, you know, it's me, it's my it's my thinking that can change the world. Like it's all about me, right? Right. And then you got into the poopy stage. Mm-hmm. Is that the cocoon? Yes. What was the line? The co- you're in the dark cocoon. Yeah, so it's tight, dark, isolating, trapped alone in my thoughts, suffocating, realizing that there is no one like me. Mm. So um, it's almost like a cocoon, a dark place of your own making. Um, and I, it's kind of a double entendre in a way mm-hmm. because like it does refer to the loneliness, you know, and being like the only one that thinks like you based and the alienation of also, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I'm this way. So like, and I don't need anybody else, but it also just refers to the fact that like getting so much like backlash for the way that you think that it's like almost as if you kind of force yourself into the cocoon that, you know, what is it's that kind of not feeling safe enough to express to yeah. express your th- yeah. your thoughts that like you know because of this fear of like of what happens in the larvae stage right yeah you know, fear of being attacked so you just kind of re- you um recluse into, mm. <laughs> into the cocoon and i think it's really important to note that like i say wriggling slowly i break free meaning that like you know it's a process that like i understand that actually it's being able to be safe in your own to be able to go out into the world. Yeah, so, so it's like developing other kinds of intelligences is growing. Yeah. So you had the understanding, and it's interesting when, because we haven't talked about this exact piece this way, right? The parallel between parallels between the larvae stage and the cocoon stage, and the way it is that you create it of your own making, in a sense, it can, because of your fear and unresolved pains from the past. A lot of people feel like that's what people are going to say. 
Because I, I mean, I'm gonna, we're, you're a teen, right? But even in the adult phase, right? People are still in that place where they're not showing up 100% at work. Mm-hmm. They're not giving their best. They're sitting at the conference table and they're not, you know, you keep, your, you keep quiet. You don't say the thing that's on your mind, mm-hmm. the great idea, because you feel as if, oh my God, if I do, I'll be rejected. Or you're the only, you're doing, you know, you're the only woman in a male dominated workspace or whatever the case is. And you don't bring yourself full self to the table. Or like you said, similar, you know, you're an African-American and African in a predominantly white space, right? And you also, again, you don't bring yourself to work, your full self, right? right? Uh, Whether it's code switching or whatever. And it can be very isolating, very lonely, very, you know, very painful, but in that dark place, there is that opportunity, that wriggling piece that you talked about, wriggling slowly, I break free, to me also also symbolized the growth, mm-hmm. the spiritual growth of the individual. And in fact, I, f- I find that sometimes whether or not you're in a place like that of your own making, or life kind of puts you in a place like that, because sometimes you're doing everything you can do, but it seems as if life just hits you hard, yeah. right? And then when that happens, sometimes people get resentful, but understand that that's also an opportunity for growth, right? And you, you're in that dark night of the soul space mm-hmm. and you can grow, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love the way you framed it. So wriggling slowly, you break free and then next piece. Okay. Um, well, these like last and final pieces, the last part that's about me, is breaking free from the confines and you know it's like when you kind of grow it into yourself and like you realize they're like wow like okay i've actually made so much progress but then it's like you still can't really fly yet and the whole piece about the two um butterflies holding you up that actually was um referencing towards um my current mentors now which is um (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute, Miss <laughs> Britton and Mister Fleming. I'm not a, ba- because... I'm not a butterfly. I'm just joking. I get it. I get no, it. Because I think that in a lot of ways, they I have kind, shepherded. They had yeah. kind of guided me, and like, okay, learning that. Okay, yes, you can think the way that you do. That's fine, but like, what you do after that is what matters. Yeah, you know. So like that piece is kind of me like being able to come into my own because of the space that I was in with a lot of like-minded people like me. Yeah. You no. Know? So. You know, the next two pieces talking about like the first, the student's responsibility and then the teacher's responsibility. So in the student's responsibility, like you are like to in order to grow, you need to reach out for help because it's the only way that you move forward. You know, I say that there are that rare beauties are decreasing. There are too many caterpillars who refuse to grow or starve Mm, and die mm, out. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Slow that down and give it to us one more time. (laughs) Rare beauties are decreasing. There are too many caterpillars who refuse to grow or starve and die out. Wait, wait, wait. wait, Okay, okay, I'm going to... Wait, there are too many caterpillars. No, no, that's that that deserves to give... I want to underline that Mm -hmm. because I really feel that in, in in a very deep place. There are too many caterpillars who refuse to grow and... Or starve and die out. Or starve and die out. Wow. Yeah. So um, when I wrote that specific line, it simply, it refers to taking hold of your own education. Mm. There are a lot of, you know, gifted, really gifted children that just, and they they have the means 
to even take themselves even further, but they don't want to. Well, you know, all, and all the fear, right? right? And, and, just, the and that's the fear that piece. About. But like, you know, after it's the understanding that's like, you know, like the willingness to grow, even though like as scary as it may be being able to kind of catapult yourself into the darkness, mm. like for the, for the hope of like there being light on at the, the end of the side, tunnel. Yeah. Right. And the other piece, which is like, we're starving and dying out is the students that, are gifted but just don't have the, the opportunities the yeah. means like the resources especially being in atlanta you know like i have been fortunate to you know kind of grow up in the suburbs and all <laughs> but like you think there and, are no resources in the city i don't think that there are no resources but i do think that you know in a lot of schools even um schools here like you know there there are so many kids sitting in public school classrooms that like just don't have like but you're in public school this year. Yeah, I'm first in public school this year. Ever. First time ever. So, <laughs> so how do you see the big difference? Um, I think it's just, you know, you can see the ones that are really smart that like, you know, really but what's do your care experience? about education in my own experience. I think it's like the public school ex experience can kind of snuff out the light if you aren't. Wait a minute now. <laughs> if you <laughs> wait. wait. Do I need to go back and revisit our our decisions? No, but it's like if you it's are, mm -hmm. if you don't have the like the fire of education within yourself, yeah, and it can easily just snuff out everything because it's like something about it just like if you are, it's not designed for. I think because it's much bigger typically, right? right? And it, there's not enough resources. That's correct. That's the reality. Yeah, and so it isn't designed to pull out you know as many special things about each individual kid right right so yeah and i i mean i'm very hesitant to think this is a bigger conversation around public school private schools the resources so i want us to not go too deep into it so yeah. that you can if we do have that conversation we can actually give it the the room what it, the, yeah the, the room that, that it needs yeah, yeah. otherwise you end up kind of saying dropping one thing without really without providing really, context yeah, yeah. But, so I mean, that's just the whole part of that is just really just saying, okay, so as students, it's your responsibility that, you know, if you really are willing to go on this journey, it's to, it's to not only to take the education into your own hands, but also to surround yourself around people that can help you do that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's and really that's not hard. just for students. Yeah, it's for I adults know, you're, Yes, totally for it's adults. It's really hard to do it on your own. That's why I wanted you to come on the podcast because I felt like this applies to everybody, mm -hmm. every single person has to be able to be willing to ask for help. You know, there's a phrase that I love that says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So I love the way you've talked about how necessary it is to ask for help and how necessary it is for the people in the position to help to give help, right? right? And so this process of intelligence as metamorphosis continues to play out over and over and over like a spiral in our lives, right? And so I just want to say thank you for coming on to share this with us and have this conversation. Come on to mom's podcast. <laughs> I know, I didn't believe you would say yes. Well, I said no multiple times. <laughs> why, why, do you have, why do you have to put it out there like that? I, I was your own. Oh, well, you didn't so, let me say no. No, no there's no Should no, be. no sense. I'm trying to even show Americana here. And you're disgracing. No, but I had to I had to have you come on. Because these are the moments that you don't you don't get these moments again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you have to seize them when they come. 
And I know that it might be like weird, but later you're going to look back and be like, yeah, that's my mom. I was on with my mom. What an experience we're having right now. Yeah? No, not really. Okay. Thank you so much, Sina, for being on the podcast. No problem. We love you. The feeling is mutual. <laughs> the shade. The shade. God bless you. Talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you're listening to this show, it probably means you are ready to move from success into significance. Please visit us at iconicwomanhood.com and get a free gift to help you on your journey.